Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season 2. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all-arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space, to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A, B, C, D. <laughs> is that funny? So each week, I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We learn together. We grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall, and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. Hi friends, hope you are fab and ready for an exciting Busy Mumsy chat. Today I am welcoming the creators of Grow Playrooms, Anne Gilliard and Jody Arinello. Grow Playrooms is a company that specializes in crafting custom kids' interiors that go beyond aesthetics. Their designs are carefully curated to inspire play, learning, and quality family time. With a focus on creating captivating and functional playrooms, Anne and Jody have captured the hearts of parents and children alike. Today, we have the privilege of delving into the story behind Grow Playrooms. We'll explore how Anne and Jody first crossed paths what ignited their passion for designing playrooms, and how they transformed their shared vision into a thriving business. I am so ready for this. So let's dive into this week's Busy Mumsy Chat. Anne Gilliard and Jody Arinello, welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. Oh, Thank you. We're so excited yes, to be here. So excited. Finally, 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 I have to give a shout out to your, I, I think she's an assistant. She's awesome. Her name is Brooke. Yes. Oh yeah, he's a, he a former Broadway gal that like worked like on the behind the scenes and all of that. And like she and I have a beautiful email thread between the two of us about Broadway. <laughs> I love it. We are actually lucky enough to have several of our team members who we stole from Broadway in the pandemic. And you Amazing. know, Broadway's loss, but yeah. we love them yeah. all. I mean, Broadway did lose a lot in in the whole, you know, demise of of COVID. But I, I know a lot of people because you guys are based in Washington D.C., mm-hmm. so like it's such a great city to do theater. Firstly, like there's so much theater in D.C., but it's such a foodie town, and like there's so much life. Like I love like D.C.'s like in my top three like favorite cities. I'm not gonna lie, like D.C., Chicago, New York. There's my heart. Like if yeah. I could like just kind of like, you know, hop around every three months. I, I I would do that. We would make the rotation. I love that. I love that. <laughs> rotation. Yeah, totally. And then I could finally like go and hang on one of these absolutely amazing rooms that you guys create called Grow, Grow Playrooms. Holy mackerel, where have you been all my life? <laughs> like, I have to say this. I have to say this before we dive into the creation of it. I want to also know how the two of you became friends. Mm-hmm. But I have to say that, like, I loved my childhood and I was a very active child. But there's a part of me that thinks that maybe I would I would be less moody if I would have had a playroom like that growing up. <laughs> like, on, like, 24-7, like a 7-Eleven, if you will, to, like, all things play. 
like, yeah. So I, I think, I, I think I now understand after years of therapy, all I needed was to meet with you and understand that I just needed grow in my just, life. Listen, I mean, we happen to think that that is true. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. If I mean, but honestly, if the whole world played a little bit more, I think we would all be much happier. We would, we would. And honestly, I would have more money in my bank account and my therapist would be poor. (laughs) True story. So five kids between the two of you, I've got down here and you've got three and Jody, you have two. Other way. Other way. The other way around. Okay. Well, more importantly, five children, you both have a business together. How are you wrangling your husbands? Oh, <laughs> well, Fair, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, they have both been so incredibly supportive when we came to them and we were like, so we want to start this thing. Um, they haven't required a ton of wrangling. They're just involved and supportive. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, gosh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, lots of, I don't, yeah, they are like two unicorns of, yes. of humans. So we, we Good. like them. We're going to keep them around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, for, for us, for my husband and I, like we have just through our professional careers taken turns, right? Like I, you know, was the, was the breadwinner for a while while he came right out of college and then we kind of flip flopped so I could start this business. And like the goal is that as we continue to become bigger and stronger and more awesome and worldwide and everything else that like, then he can pursue other things that are interesting to him and and because he doesn't you know so he can figure out what he wants to do next so we've kind of created this um this turn-taking situation no I I love that I mean it it goes both ways I think that and even today it's like raising kids it doesn't just fall on the female it's like no I, I don't just have to carry the buck and I feel like more and more men are stepping up to the plate to be like, no, 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 this is a, this is a team situation here. And that's so wonderful to hear. I'm also in in a situation where like my husband and I, we root each other on, we're not looking Mm -hmm. for each other to fail. We're not looking to put each other down. So it's like, that's how you get through it. Right. And you, you build the strong foundations for your kids to watch. Like who wants to show them that you guys are crashing and burning and you know one's not lifting the other up so good on you guys for you know giving the high fives and keep on supporting how did the two of you meet yeah so um we were teaching at the same school here in dc uh and we um and had you had started the year before i did Mm -hmm. um and uh we just came in and we were Anne was teaching the k1 loop Mm -hmm. kindergarten and first grade and i was teaching fifth grade and um we just like really had i think a mutual admiration for each other's teaching craft and uh became friendly but not quite like friends um, admired each other and were in each other's classrooms a bit here and there. Yeah. I, I just had like a big, like teaching crush on her. (laughs) I just thought like, she's so smart and so organized and like, so thoughtful. Um, and I just, I was like, you know, that Jody, she is great. (laughs) And I just want to be her friend. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up having babies at the exact same time. They're two weeks apart. Um, they would have been born on the same day, 
because you had um, a C-section yeah. and my older son's due date is the same day that yep. Rafa uh-huh. was born. That's right. Mine just, Grant just ended up like sticking around for two more weeks. And bakes her kids really long. <laughs> I bake them for a really long time. <laughs> um, oh, wow. But, but yeah, so we were on maternity leave at the same time and I like, I don't know who called whom, but we were like, we let's hang out. Like, let's, let's do this newborn baby mom thing together. And so, yeah, Yeah. that's, that's how we like really kind of became friends, admired each other. And then finally hung out when the babies came in. Yeah, exactly. Came into play. And then when when was the moment over a coffee date or an adult bevy where you were like, oh, I I, maybe, maybe I could do business with this person. It's a great Because that's a whole other situation there. (laughs) Like, let's, let's be real. Like drinks are one thing. Dinner is one thing. You can get the hell out of there. But diving on into business, that's a whole other can of worms. It's true. And we actually had not even hung out that much. <laughs> and we were, I think, this is date. my goodness, ladies. Play date. Play date number three. I mean, I think like our personalities were very, you know, from the beginning of just like knowing each other at um, the school where we were teaching, um, we just, it was easy. It was easy to talk to each other. It was easy to get along. Like, and then um, we were, uh, we had done a couple of, dates uh with the with the boys and um had gone on a couple walks and I think it was probably like the third might have only been the I third don't know. Date. it was the third date <laughs> the third the third yeah. like play we were, date with the we babies. were um on my playroom floor my you know like uh probably what five foot by ten foot playroom at, at my house and um I think one of us was definitely nursing a baby and Anne was just kind of like so, do you want to start a business? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> because I had actually left. I had made a very um, difficult decision to to not return to teaching after having my second baby. Um, there was a lot going on in my family dynamic just in terms of my husband's traveling, kind of talking referring to earlier when Ann was saying like taking turns and I was like, I've got to step back for a minute and breathe and focus on these children. And then she said, let me throw a wrench in that. Yeah. And I said, how about uh, you start a business with me? uh, Okay. Tell me more. (laughs) Tell me more. What do you mean, Ann? Yeah. And, and then, and then she said, yes. And so now here we are. Yeah. There was a few more. Jody, there was no getting out of it. Like you didn't even like see the business plan. You were like, I said yes, so I guess I'm in. Yeah, I was in. I was totally yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she's back a so, so you guys decide that you're going to do this business. Where, like, where did the name come from? Where did the idea? Where did like the I, both of you come from an education background, but you both worked differently was it Jody you were more with special needs or you had like you at one point worked with special needs kids and that's a whole different training in itself and I and I had read like Anne about like you developed a national curriculum for play-based learning so it was like it was all there it was all there but like when like was this on date four that <laughs> this was after nursing that you like you just, like wait a minute, it's going to be called this and this is what we're going to attain and this is what we're going to do. How did that all manifest between the two of you? Yeah, this is also a fun story. So great story. Rose started out, like we did 
like a wine bar circuit mm-hmm. um, for about okay. a year, right? Like when we were kind of still planning and I was, I was still working. Jody was at home with her second and because um, I had gone back to work for another year before we officially launched Grow. And we would just like meet up after bedtime at a wine bar and be like, what are we going to do? What is this business going to be? And so we literally just like tried out all the wine bars in the city. Um, There's the course wine bars in DC. I am a huge advocate for this. So anyone yes. and they want to go visit somewhere with great wine bars, go to DC. Yeah, DC is great. It's great. And we just did the circuit and we planned the business. But actually, we we really started out as a curriculum company. So we started out really designing curriculum that it was designed to teach like caregivers how to play with young children um, and build language and build math skills and build, you know, like content knowledge about the world through play. Um, and we realized that was a really big lift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I mean, it was all in the spirit of like making play easier for families. And we felt that it was already, we were like coming to motherhood, coming to, uh, you know, growing these these tiny humans and knowing how important play was, even at an, a very young age. Yeah. And, being and like, I never, knew that. I never yeah. realized like, so like once you do have your child for the first time, you're like, oh, wait a minute. This not only is full on, like they're like 24 seven, like, let's go, like, let's entertain. Yeah. yeah. Let's, yeah, entertain and let's learn. And, um, and we just, you know, we know how we know a lot about child development and how the brain works and, and how you need to engage kids in different ways and how you do that through play. And we were like, how is it that we know the things that we're supposed to do because of our background, because of our expertise in the field, but yet it's still so hard. And if it's so hard for us and we like know what to do, then like it must be hard for everybody. Right. Right. (laughs) And like, let's make this easier. And we realized that like giving someone a sheet of paper or like a curriculum or even like a set of toys or something, it was still work for the grown up. It was still a lift. They had to read something. They had to prepare materials. They had to like make a plan, go out of the house, go, you know, like go to the zoo. It's still a lot of work. And so Jody was actually like, what if we just like make playrooms? And I was like, no. <laughs> She definitely said no. I want to make sure everybody knows this. And was like, no, I just, I don't know. I was like, I don't think that's viable. I doubt anyone would pay for it. Like, we'll never have customers. Jody, what glass number of wine were you on? I mean, I was, I, I feel like this was maybe a walk through the arboretum. I don't remember. No, it was at my kitchen table. It was at your kitchen table. It was table. my kitchen table. It was yeah. the middle of the day. There it was, was no probably wine. like we were five cups of coffee in. And drinks okay. a lot of coffee. It was probably five cups for her. I was a latte in. Um, and yes, I do remember that moment, actually. Yeah. It was and I was like, room table. No. 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 There's no way. And then we were like, and then finally I was like, okay, we can let Let's just try it with your friend. Yep. Let's. Oh my gosh, that's right. Uh-huh. Let's oh find like gosh. Kathy's interested. Let's just go to Kathy's house and like let's. 
get her life, let's help her get her life together. And, you know, that kind of thing. And then we introduced it in with the curriculum. And then after what, like four to six more months, we were like, okay, the curriculum is gone. And now this is just what we're doing. Um, so, and that's so, then, so, so once you're in now, you, you now are establishing these playrooms what challenges did you face? Because you, it sounds like you found the challenges rather early with just the curriculum because it was, it was an added work for a parent. Yep. And what are we all trying to strive to do is like less work, get it done so that we can be more present and all, mm -hmm. all of those things for the kid, enjoy. right? Mm -hmm. Just enjoy. Just enjoy. Yeah. Right. No. I still have a hard time using that word. I think it's sleep deprecation. I joy, joy. Yes, joy. Mm -hmm. So, so what was it then once you got into the playrooms? Like, what was the challenges from the business side for you mm -hmm. both? I mean, I think like the pandemic, mm -hmm. <laughs> because all of this happened right before the pandemic. And this is like this. You, so we we were like, okay, let's do playrooms. A couple months later, we were like, let's just do commercial spaces. That was December of 2019. So we had just committed to doing only spaces where lots of people gather with their children right before the pandemic happened. And we lost all of our contracts. And then people were like, well, we will never gather in a single space again, let alone with our children. Mm -hmm. So we had to completely pivot. Mm -hmm. And that's when we started doing residential spaces. Yeah. I, I mean, like I, I immediately then go like, wait a minute, you've already financially your time, your energy and money you're investing into even blueprints and business plans and all that kind of stuff. And then to still have inside of you, no, 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 we're still going to do this. We're still going to move forward with this. Where did that like, like fire come from? Uh, yeah. Um, and maybe. <laughs> Jody, wait a minute. Jody, is this where Anne looks at you and goes, Well, Jody didn't want to do it. And then I have to convince her. I mean, right? Like, what was it? Um, well, I think it was there. Well, there were also there was also a couple of other complicating factors. Oh, we can, yeah, we'll get back to more complicating factors. So many complicating factors. But I think the the thing that just made us keep going or like I mean, I might have for a while just dragged Jody. I don't know. Like when the early days of the pandemic, you were also pregnant. Yeah, she was pregnant with her a, third. Yeah. And I was like, no, Jody, it's okay. I got us. We're going to do this. Yeah. There's no choice. And I just am a little bit of a tenacious jerk sometimes um, when I have my mind set on something. Jerk is like the farthest from the truth. Anne is not a jerk at all. She just... Um, She's incredibly driven. And uh, she said to me from the very beginning, she's like, we're going to make this business and it's going to be like, everybody's going to know our name. It was just like the vision of it. When I, when I found you and I'm in East Africa right now, trust me, when I found you, I was like, where have you been all my life? <laughs> I was so excited. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to have you on my, on my podcast, your energy and your visions and like all of that just radiates. So no, I, I love to hear from, 
from women like yourself that come on and say, you know, it, this has not been easy and we may want to like pull each other's hair out, but like we look at each other still and we like, we want to work together or that, you know, single business person. And it's like, it's so inspiring because any parent, but more specifically moms mm-hmm. who have a child and they feel like they lose it. Like they feel like rock bottom. They can't do it to hear your story, baby three, baby two, and still giving each other high fives on the shit days. It's like, we need, we need to constantly hear this and be reminded. Yeah. So I, it's really a wonderful thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank and, you. Yeah. And I mean, I think like for us, I, for me, it was like, I, this partnership is really important. Like, I, I love the way that we work together. I couldn't even. Oh, crush. Come on. You can't screw this one up. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I mean, I think that like, it's just like, Hey, do you need, like, now's the time I can tag in. Mm -hmm. Right. It's always the, like, you're never going to come to a partnership with equal energy every day. And so it's like, if you're, if you're in this, if you're in your third pregnancy and it's a global pandemic, like that's pretty terrifying. You don't know. We didn't know. Oh, it was. We had no idea. That was early, early, early. And there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of anxiety. And I was, I was not letting the vision go. And as long as she was cool with not letting it go either. Like I was like, no, like I'm going to keep moving us forward. And when you can, when you have stuff to give, give it. And when you don't, that's fine too. Yeah. I want, I want you to, could you touch a little bit more on finding the balance as that entrepreneur and as that mom, because that is something that it's a constant struggle. And even like when you hear it one time, then you don't hear it for a few weeks. And then like, you finally hear someone talk about it again. It's like, ah, like, it hits that switch again. What was it for the two of you? Like wh- what has helped you find your balance as both the entrepreneur and the mom? Gosh, balance is, balance think, is hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we're still, I'm, I'm still finding it. It's, I won't it's speak a work, for you. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Like I think it's always no. a work in progress. And I think, um, yeah, to, to just be very transparent about it. There are some days where it feels not balanced. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think for me, it's about the communication. It's about the support of, um, you know, the support network. So like the fact that they, we can support each other, like, you know, with, uh, with your son breaking his arm. I know. Like, just go, go do what you got to do. I didn't have to think about a thing. No, you just, you have to handle it. Yeah, Jody. I'll, I did, I'll figure out all of the other stuff. Yeah, right? and that's that's the thing. Like, I knew that everything was in fine hands. I knew that like this is a these are days where like I just I'll have my phone with me, but I might not get to it, and it mm-hmm. and I might look at it and never get to it. But like someone else is going to handle it. Jody took everything care of everything on my calendar. I just didn't have to worry about it. And I know that we've just created that relationship where it's like, Oh no, like you need to drop and go like drop and go. Yeah. I mean, I had that. I was, uh, we, it was like tricky cause I had my third, um, December 30th, 2020. And then I expected to be on maternity leave for like three to four months. And it, 
got pushed back for a variety of reasons. And like, I remember a very clear time when, and I just like felt so supported because you were, do you remember this when you were like, just tell me you need to take like until the fall, like, just let me know. We're going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think you just have to be real with each other and, um, and have that supportive network, yeah. be honest. And, and I think like for me, a big growth, a big area of growth that I continue to work on is asking for help. Like there's, there's no shame in asking for help. And, and certainly like identifying what areas of our life, like, or my life, I need the additional support in and then seeking out what that support is. Um, I did not have a nanny with my two older kids. We now have a nanny um, and she's a unicorn. So, and we have grandparents as well. Grandparents, like, you know, it's just about the people in that circle, the village. Yeah. No, Matt, I mean, it, it, it does take a village because I, I wanted to ask like, as moms, and then you, you, you develop this business, was it hard because this is essentially like a new baby, right? And so oh. you- <laughs> you want to get at your best and be all perky and happy and not, not acknowledge the really crap days, but was it easier for you to go, no, I think we need to hire this or we need to hire this. And did you do that earlier on? Or is it something that you're now coming to terms with? No, I think we need like to bring on maybe four people to help, you know, deal with scheduling and orders and like that kind of thing. Or do, or do you both still feel like you need to put it on your shoulders? Oh, you called us out on our souls. Our souls. Am I going to get my violin out? <laughs> yes. You know what? In, in honor of Brooke, who worked on Frozen, the, uh, the Broadway musical, we should start singing Let It Go. I know. Let It Go. It's true. Yes. Uh, we do need to a little bit. I mean, I think the thing is, like, and we're really, I would say, we are very high performing people. And, um, and but your teachers, I, your teachers, yeah, right? Givers. Sorry, you, you were brought into this world as a giver. So therefore you, you do, you've got high, yeah, you got high yeah. standards. Yeah. And, and we like, you know, we're one trip grocery people, right? So like you get all those groceries in one trip. You do mm -hmm. not go back out to the car. I don't care how high they're piled, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just, you get it done. And we're both those people. <laughs> so so true. we're high, high achieving one trip grocery people. And mm -hmm. the thing is, as we've developed a team, I think we're also both like really, it's that, that mothering, that teaching, like we have a team and our first impulse is to take care of the team. So we're like, oh my gosh, our team is overwhelmed. Let's get them some help. Let's get them some help. We're going to get them some help. Right. And so the other day, I think I said to you, I was like, yeah, everybody has help. But that's <laughs> true. I was like, you know, because Jody does all the legal, all the finances, all, you know, like all of the ops, all of the this. And I do all of the sales and all of the marketing and all of the, you know, and and some design and all of the like the creative direction. And, and I just looked at, I just looked at her yeah. the other day and I was like, these are really important functions of the company. <laughs> like, we don't have any yeah. help. Um, you know, and we have like implementers. We have amazing people like Brooke who like, we were like, okay, this project is going to make everyone's life easier. And then she's, she sprinkles her magic fairy mm -hmm. dust mm -hmm. and she makes it happen. 
right? So she's not really our assistant. She just like is so wonderful that she like takes on tasks to make them happen. So she helps me a little bit with marketing, helping connect us with with people like you mm -hmm. um, when we get reach outs and coordinates those things. But like her magical unicorn powers are like, we come up with an idea and she's like, I got it. I see your idea. I'm going to bring you a draft. I'm going to make magic happen. Right. Um, and then, yeah. So we, I just looked at Jody and I was like, you know, you know who we haven't hired? Yeah. <laughs> People to help us with our like direct responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I feel like like an ad is going to go out tomorrow. It's going to be like on LinkedIn. Grow. <laughs> Now hiring. <laughs> Seriously, put that little picture frame up on my profile. I know. Oh well, with where the business is growing and everything, are you finding that you, the rooms that you are developing, because they're, they're insane. I was watching a YouTube video. You guys were on, um, I forget what news station it was, but that part doesn't matter. And it was an adorable segment that you guys did on a room and you talked about the kids and like how they grow. So, so, so the things are really high, but then they're really low because they start out really young and all that kind of stuff. Do you also implement parenting kind of like things into the room that kind of like takes, doesn't take the load off the parent, but it, it like kind of takes away the nagging part that a parent might feel from being like, no, 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 you should do it this way. Whereas like the room might actually teach them to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think that we do a toy rotation and we do a okay. lot of training around like how to use the space. Really, we hope and um, what we design the space to be is to kind of function so that grownups can walk in and like and use it. And, and use feel it great in and the feel space, which is why the like the design aesthetic is so like you, it's the trifecta. You mm -hmm. have to have all three, the aesthetic design, the development. The design. color is like pops. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes yeah. you happy. Yeah. Yeah. We want people to walk in and feel joy, mm -hmm. like 100% yeah. feel joy. But part of that is really that that third pillar that Jody just mentioned, that organization piece. And that's like really around like the parental education. We also tell them like, oh, you know, these are the things that are going to happen. These are the milestones that your kids will go, will hit um, on a typical developing child. And if we have a kiddo who's not typically developing, then we'll work with their therapists or whatever to make a plan for the space and how it can support as like skills, as different skills develop. Um, so there is kind of that educational developmental conversation going on. But really, like the way the space is designed is is supposed to alleviate all that stress mm -hmm. that comes in. The clutter isn't there. It's in a system. The like the things that are out are things that are okay for your kid to touch. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to like worry at that, you know, and because we've already taken those things out and there's a plan for when they can come back in. There are ask for materials up high and there are independent materials down low. So it's all so obsessively thought about <laughs> um, and and designed ahead of time to alleviate as much the like, caregiving stress as humanly possible. And what it's is like the age? Like, like what is the age appropriate that, you know, to have like a room put in or in how long is it supposed to be there? Yeah. Can I get one for my husband? <laughs> yes. I yes. Like, yes. How does this all work? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we have, we design spaces for, for infants. And really the idea is that uh, we say this all the time that um, it's perhaps not the best business decision, but we don't want people to have to come back to us to redesign their space in a few years. And so when we're looking at the space and we're designing it and we're obsessing over it, it is about creating a space that um, a young a young child, as little as a, as a crawl as an infant or mm -hmm. a little uh, a crawler or a toddler, um, can start using. And maybe they're not accessing every single element of the space, but it's there and it's safe. Um, and then we know what typically happens after that. And so we have the space so that it can really grow with the family and can accommodate any child who comes into the space so that every kid who comes into the room has something really appealing and interesting and engaging and developmentally appropriate for them at their age and yeah. to, to really um, foster their interests too. Yeah. Um, but I was we, just thinking like, imagine like being like a little tiny little like infant, like crawling and like seeing the monkey bars and then like through time to yeah. watch yeah. child be like finally hanging from the monkey bars, like exactly. how incredible that is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's all about, you know, being in the environment, learning how to be in an environment like that, how to be safe, how to, how to like, your body is going to grow. Like kids mm -hmm. who have access to like these pieces of equipment, to swings, to, um, they are going to learn how to be more independent, how to be strong, how to regulate their nervous system in a way that like kids who don't, aren't like going to the playground or don't have access to the, these things as often might not develop that strength as quickly. Might just take more time because it's all about the amount of practice that they have. Um, but really, I mean, it's just that, right? Like I'm setting this goal. It's a safe place to set that goal. It's a safe place to fail at that mm -hmm. goal and to keep working until you achieve it. Um, and we really believe that that is true for kids of all ages, including up to your husband, right? Like, and we really design the spaces to last for 10 years, right? And we think like a balanced playroom is really great for kids kind of like under 10, under eight, but then we want like a tween and teen space going from like eight to 10 up until young adulthood. And it just changes a little bit with the focus and how we design the space. Um, but we kind of see the playroom not really going away. Mm -hmm. That purpose is, is there. It's a space for your kids and you to spend time together and to enjoy together as a family. Um, it just like has kind of these two phases in its, in its life. Well, speaking back to what you were saying with goals, what are your goals? What's in the pipeline? What's in development for, for grow, for your business? What are you hoping to see happen with it over the next year or two? Are you, are you going to, are you going to drop some exciting news right now? Like, come I don't on. know. No. Should we yeah, drop yeah, exciting I news? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We have something really exciting launching around back to school. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. so that's, we've been like working on this, not like side projects, yeah. but like a little bit of a, a little bit project. of a side project that we're going to be launching um, back to school. Mm -hmm. 
stay tuned. Yeah, keep following on Instagram. Um, we'll share more details. Yeah, but we we just hired, so we're bringing on new designers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're increasing capacity to work with more families and um but yeah our goal and like our side project in September our goal is to really like make make our services more widely available like we we know that we like both kind of our capacity and also budget and price point like we're working on kind of expanding um expanding the number of families who can have access to play and who we can provide um services and guidance too. Okay. I mean, I, I'm just saying this because this is what I instantly want to have happen. I want like a huge corporation to just like fund you so that it just can go to the masses. Cause I can imagine that it probably the, the price point isn't for everybody yet. And that's always the goal of any entrepreneur, right? Like they, they have to start with something. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then you learn how to, like, how can I mass produce this and ma- still make it loving and wonderful, but how can I get it to the masses? So I hope that I, I hope that you get all of the funding in the world to make this happen. Because I, 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 yeah, I, I have no doubt it, it cannot be easy. So I have to ask, as moms, as business owners, pass the torch to that busy mumsy who wants to also be that entrepreneur? What has stuck with you through your journey of your highs and your lows that you could perhaps share with a listener? Do you want to go first? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love how you turned to me. <laughs> You're um, I know. Oh my goodness. I can go first if you want me to you go can first. go first. Okay. Wow. Um, I mean, I think like, I don't, surround yourself with people who are your cheerleaders. And if you can work with them too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like just something that we have done really well and like just who we are is like we we are each other's cheerleaders and we have attracted cheerleaders and we have a whole freaking awesome team of people who really believe in each other. And um, and I think like our just personal communities are so supportive. I I don't you know. It makes such a huge difference, especially when you are a mom and uh, a business owner and um, those days can be hard. And so just having someone who like no matter what happened that day is just in your corner and who can remind you that it's just that day that that can I curse? Yeah. Shit thing happened. And then. And Mommy's then, going wild now. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just it's just a day that that shit thing happened. That doesn't mean that that is everything, right? You know, and it's, so I think just like to me, it's surrounding yourself with with as many cheerleaders as you can. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I think like. I'll piggyback on that. Certainly, like the having that support and that network. And I mean, if you have to hire extra help to like help the outsourcing to help the things that need to happen at home and certainly the things that need to happen in the business, that outsourcing piece is worth it's like, you know, it's investment like two, threefold. Um, Because your time is valuable. Yes, your time is valuable. Um, And so that to me has been huge. And I think like also letting go of the idea of perfection, um, I think has been really big for me. Like 
I, mm. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah. as a, as a, you know, pretty, always been kind of like the high achiever and everything. That's hard because I want, I want to do all of the things for, I want to be the mom who's like dropping the kids off, picking them up. I want to be like at the volunteer in the school events. I want to do all of the things there and I want to do all of the things in the business and I want to do all, and you know what? It can't happen. <laughs> so, so you have to be able to like prioritize and let go yeah. of some things and uh, say like, okay, it's, it's not perfect. Um, it's going to get there and this is going to be good enough. And also like the standard of what I'm considering to be good enough. Yeah. I have to check to be like, my good enough is amazing. Other people say is is great and also like I don't need other people to validate that like it's all about what is feeling good for me I want to do the mom thing I want to do the mom thing very well I want to do the business thing very well they're never going to coexist in a perfect like way because there's only so many hours in the day and as Anne always says whenever we go to the hours store it's always closed yes so you cannot go purchase more hours for your day so you know if it yeah. means there's stuff happening in the business and I have to put down my phone and sit down on the floor and engage in some mindfulness because I consider it to be mindfulness mm -hmm and watch my daughter play or play with my daughter or read a book like that's what I'm going to do yeah. and if I need to outsource the pickup for the day or arrange a play date so I can get some stuff done for work then I'm going to do that too um but it's a work in progress and like accept that yeah and it's hard it's hard I, I Honestly, like I, I just want to be like both of your friends forever. Like the way that you two also like look at each other in the sense of friendship. But like you know, it, it's hard to come by, and like because you, everyone is so like try to get ahead, try to get ahead, try to get ahead, and you you forget to look at that person in a way of like no, they got me or they got me, and I can bounce the idea and I can be who I am and. Back to what you said, um, Jody. Mindfulness, like mm -hmm. sitting on the floor and not having the phone present and disconnecting. Like self care isn't about like oh I got a workout in. No self care is sitting down. Self care yeah. is closing your eyes. Self care is breathing, having a delicious, healthy something, or maybe it is a glass of wine. Like it's taking time for you. And I, mm -hmm. I love the, the, the balance the two of you have. It's very inspiring. All just for the busy momsy listeners, all, all of their information is in the show notes. I will be singing their praises also from my social media. So be sure to check it all out. And Jody, thank you so much for your time and your laughter and your joy. Let's go back to it. Joy, your absolute joy. Thank you. Thank oh, you so much for this time. It was, it was such a really pleasure. Fun. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Did you like it, Adia? Yes. Oh, the enthusiasm. I love it. Please share your love by giving us a five-star rating, a rockin' review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye-bye, Adia? Bye-bye, Adia. <laughs>